listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. You can't, ignorance will push you out of it easily. All right? Very, very, very easily. So please, if you are not diligent in looking for God, I'm not saying looking for solutions. There's nothing wrong in seeking solutions. If you are not yearning, hungry to know God for who he is as a person, there are some things which are beneficial to you in, his, in the relationship that you would not have a revelation of. All right? And one of it is this liberty. Some people believe that it's not wrong for Christians to be sick. I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. The truth is this. Anything that has been perfected on Calvary Street, that Jesus announced and said it is finished, brethren, must not remain. And guess what? The, where you decide to position yourself determines the benefit you get. Ignorance will put you outside in the outer court. All right? Diligent search for God, for relationship. Please, I've been nagging on this since yesterday. Seek for God. You want to know God for relationship, just for who He is. Then the totality of His hand, which is His power, the totality of, of His provision comes along. Just go after God. Jesus did something on Calvary's tree. And ladies and gentlemen, until, like I said, you come to the fullness of that understanding. Um, my job this afternoon, morning, afternoon rather, is to just help us come to a bit of a better appreciation of the liberty we are talking about. There's a song we used to sing those days, Jesus set me free. Why should I be bound? There's a question. There should be no reason why you should be bound. No reason. No reason why you should not be able to sleep. No reason why demons should be afflicting you. No reason why uh, uh, anything and everything should be happening. Open your Bible and let's start. John and chapter number 18, verse 1 to verse 6. John 18, 1 to 6. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the book Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Jew and Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often time, often met there with his disciples. Keep going. Then Judas, having received the detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with, with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that will come upon him, went forward and said to them, whom are you seeking? Verse 5. They answered him. Now, these are the troops that came to arrest Jesus. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. I would love you to read verse 6 for me, please. Want to read? Now, they came to arrest Jesus. We are looking for Jesus. Hey, hey, hey somebody will die today. And they, Jesus asked them, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus, who they came to arrest, says, here I am. And immediately, the moment he told them, this is the person you seek, you're looking for. The Bible says they fell backwards. Can you imagine? Touches, lanterns, weapons, everything. 
<laughs> and the moment he said, yeah, guys, I'm here. <laughs> they all fell down. Man, don't joke with power. <laughs> Bible says, now when he said to them, I am here, they drew back and fell to the ground. So they didn't have power or authority to arrest Jesus. I'm taking you somewhere. Verse number seven. Please read. Again, second time. Now, before we read verse 8, I need to understand that um, verse 6 was quite necessary. Um, Jesus needed that to happen so that you know that what he was about to do was voluntary. It was voluntary. It wasn't something they had capacity to do. No one could arrest Jesus. No one could arrest Jesus. The people who came to arrest him, the moment he told them his name, they fell down. Don't forget his name, every name must bow. They fell down. So for once, he needed them to know, I am doing this for a reason. And this is the reason. Bible says in verse 8, verse 7, he told them again, I am he. And he told them, I have told you, I'm the one you are looking for. Now, if you indeed want me, let this go yeah. Now, who was he referring to? Who are the this? Stop at verse number eight, please. Who are who, excuse me? Who are the these Jesus was referring to? The moment they agree, sir, and said, "Please, bros, come, 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 yeah." So here is any, any, any is one of the bad guys that came to arrest me. I am Jesus. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't have a hoodie. Huh? No, no, no. It's good. It's cool. Nice. So here is, he, he comes to meet me. Don't forget, my disciples are here. They are with me. And the whole essence is, hey, hey, they're trouble today. You came to arrest me. So I ask you, who are you looking for? I'm looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. As soon as he said, I am he, if I, don't, don't follow. <laughs> as soon as he said, I am he, they fell down, showing they were powerless in arresting Jesus. Now, Jesus now said, because if they don't take him, some things will not be finished. I'm talking of stand in Christ's liberty. So he now said, I will allow you to take me on one condition. Here was an agreement that cannot be broken. Please tell your neighbor it cannot be broken. If Jesus did not concede to this particular verse and allow the arrest, ladies and gentlemen, there's still nothing anybody would do. But Jesus, as it were, I will let you have me on one condition. What's the condition? PK must go his way. What's the condition? Ah, you guys, you're not... Excuse me, ma'am. When did I go my way? When did you go your way? Over 2,000 years ago. I will take it again. So Jesus now says, you can't arrest me, but I will allow you to put handcuffs. Huh? No, not yet. <laughs> I will allow you to put the handcuff on me on one condition. What's the condition? That any will go his way. 
if you like don't mention your own which means you're not understanding now who are those he was referring to in this text gongo his disciples whoever it wasn't it wasn't something said to followers Don't forget, we have read in verse number one. Who are those that were with him in the garden? His disciples. And that wasn't the first time they go there. So these are people who have decided, left everything, surrendered ambition, desire, everything. Say, Lord, whatever you want to do with my life, let's go. So <laughs> he says, whoever decides to be my disciple, all right, must go their way. So, take me. And that's why no other disciple was arrested. Can't happen. That was the day you went your way. But brethren, it was not to follow us. Thank you, Annie. God bless you real good. It wasn't to follow us. It was to disciples. I'm going to take you a bit deep. We're not going to scratch surface now. Is that clear? Is that very clear? Now, please, it wasn't to followers. It was to disciples. So the question is this now. Who is a disciple? Now, time will not allow me to flog that. But let me tell you three things clearly that you need to know. Open your Bible again. Let's go to the book of Mark. Mark, glory be to Jesus. That should be chapter number 10. Mark 10, 17, 17 to 22. Keyboard is, I need to play something sort of play in the minor. Where's the keyboard? Is uh, okay, all right, man. <laughs> Your glasses is wicked. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much. You are highly lifted up. Awesome, God. just something in the minor, subtle. Now, let's get back to our reading. Now, as he was going out, don't forget, who and who has gone free? Disciples, not followers. Some things will come on you because you are not totally in yet. You are saved, but you are not in. Salvation does not give God ownership control of your life. I take that again. Salvation does not give God ownership control of your life he does not <laughs> salvation does not give God ownership control of your life okay this is what conference let's go deep a little bit salvation does not give God ownership control of your life you are still the one that will decide what you want to eat when you want to eat how you want to eat yeah if God wants you to marry someone tall short rather okay of my stature but because you are looking for six footer everybody six, just six footer 
<laughs> what have we done wrong? <laughs> Everybody is wanting the six foot. <laughs> what decides what you do, which is and where you go or when you do things, which is which are uh, variables that determine the fulfillment of your destinies. If it's still in your hands, you will enjoy the perfect liberty. God, sir, it will be irresponsible of God not to take care of you as his father, as father. And there's no God like our God. No father like our father. Uh, see, before you ever showed up, everything you're going to need is made ready. Everything. Underline, everything. But brethren, there is a part. It says, Lo, I come in the volume of the books as it is written of me. There's something written of you that is not written of your friend. But you see, we love, we are saved, we want to follow Jesus. But you see, we, I, I want to be like that person. I want to have what he has. I want to, I want to live where he lives. And you don't understand the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, there is a purpose for your life different from any other person's purpose. Why Christians suffer is because we have not yet given God ownership control. Ownership control simply means, ladies and gentlemen, what makes you a human being and not an animal is your will. When you surrender that will is when Jesus now becomes Lord. There are three levels of relationship you can have with Jesus. Number one is Jesus as Savior. When you surrender your heart to him. Number two is Jesus as Lord. When you surrender your will to him. Number three is Jesus as friend. At that realm, he surrenders to you. I don't have time to flog that. But a lot of us are stuck at the first level. Oh, we are saved. And that's all you need to make heaven, really. Salvation. But to enjoy that liberty on this earth. Enjoy the fullness of the work done on Calvary. Brethren, you, you must become Lord. Lord simply means there's someone who calls the shots. You're only just to follow. Stay with me. So here is this guy. Some guy came to Jesus, knelt down. said, good teacher. What have I to do that I will have, I may inherit eternal life? Keep going. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. Keep going. Now, this is Jesus' reply to the guy. Now, please, we're going to study this passage. Jesus said, you know the commandments, right? You know the commandments. Let's start reading the commandments. Number one. Two. Three. Four. Five, six, number, uh, how many commandments are there? How many did Jesus mention? Yo, you want to tell me Jesus didn't do the entire thing? <laughs> Why did Jesus mention six and stop? How many commandments are there? Ten. How many did Jesus mention? six now jesus intentionally mentioned six for two reasons don't forget this guy came justifying himself before the lord and said lord and that's see the next thing he said next verse no no before that 
no no okay after next that's 19 20 now and he answered and said no no 20 thank you so much and he answered and said to him teacher all these things you mentioned the six he mentioned jesus held back the one he was guilty of now please let's go back to the commandments let's go back to the commandments let's go with the commandments again so please let me let me check somebody go to exodus 20 list for us the, the remaining four that are not mentioned by jesus number number one of them is that you must not covet huh you must not have no other god beside me you must not make for yourself graven image remember the sabbath day those four were missing <laughs> so jesus sir he was guilty of this four. so jesus kept it mention the one that this guy was our lord jesus you don't know me i've been around lord i've, I've been around <laughs> you know all, all those things you mentioned lord well i just just know the lord today he said to jesus what did he say from my youth since i was young go to next verse teacher all these things i have kept from my from my youth now when he says you don't forget the bible calls him rich young ruler but he says from my youth in all those very early days i've kept all these things keep going jesus looking at him loved him please those of you that don't love people because they made mistakes look at what jesus did people that don't love people because they are imperfect these ones don't look serious with god excuse me some people come in late some people get it early <laughs> some people don't even use their medication some use their medication respond to treatment early our job is to make sure we we'll go after those ones that are not doing well you will do well in jesus name but jesus and that's why i said you god cannot use you for someone you don't have compassion for so he loved him and said to him one thing you lack how many things now in other words don't covet don't serve another god don't have a graven image don't keep the sabbath day everything points to one and what is that one you have a god in your life that you would rather go to his business than come to my house if you know in law they say if there's a clash between equity and common law equity prevails if there's a clash between god's time uh, and money time money prevails oh yeah let me prove it to you you get up to go to work every day you come back but days will go without you studying your bible the open heaven you do is so that god won't be angry angry lord i've read my bible today <laughs> So, you know, that God won't be angry. You are not studying your Bible. You are not looking for God. You are just sustaining yourself. But you are putting in so much effort into making money. Tell me who your God is. Now, please, by all means, it's not wrong to make money. If you are poor, if you are poor too, you are not in perfect liberty. Oh, yeah, you are not. Oh, you are not okay keep growing find out god jesus paid for that too you are not but brother i'm saying something i'm saying this guy the four things don't have another god beside me don't have graven image his graven image was in the bank another god beside him was what he was living for 
which was his money and his reputation number three he says don't covet even though he was rich everything his colleagues still had he still wanted it human wants are insatiable they tell us in economics you will always want more how come your desire for god is not insatiable oh you want, always want more shoes thank god you don't want more wives you always want more better pay blah 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 but you just never wanted more of understanding in scripture more of it tells god what is driving your life you cannot walk in perfect liberty that agreement was not for followers it was for disciples so jesus was trying to tell this guy don't be a stop being a follower followers followers are not whew, let me not go there stop being a follower leave what you are hang, hanging on and just come and follow me leave everything bible says jesus looking at him loved him and said unto him one thing you lack go your way it's not for it's not for you lack just one go your way sell everything you have give to the poor you have treasures in heaven now god is not telling you to go and mortgage everything you have give to the poor. oh no 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 he's saying your motive is wrong what is topmost on your scale of preference is is not in order you are not seeking first the kingdom of god now the word first there does not mean there is a second no 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 because every other thing that will be a second follows that first it's part of the package but it's telling you in this package that package has wealth has health okay has healing has power has anointing has breakthrough but the the whole package is the top of the package what you say the cover down unleashes that package is you seeking god and his righteousness So he says to this guy, he says, go away, sell everything. In other words, make me your priority from now. Make me your priority. Now, there are other things struggling for God's place in your life which you have to displace. Let me quickly take you through them. Luke chapter number 9. This guy obviously did not do it. Guess what? You know, Jesus said, look through scripture. There are only two people besides the 12 disciples that jesus ever mentioned to them follow me this guy was the first Ma, do you know the 12 original disciples their names are written on the foundation of the 12 gates of the new jerusalem that's how important they are this guy missed an eternal position because obviously god knew that one disciple was going to mess up and he will be replaced this was the potential replacement probably for Judas but that one opportunity to get it right and say Jesus you know what every other thing matters and it, the true revelation is this if you really seek God and you do his will what you will get from God your effort can get because grace must of necessity add to you what you don't deserve of necessity are you still with me now let's look chapter number nine from verse number 57 quickly we'll do this we'll pray pastor is coming to 
release power on us and we'll be able to leave Luke chapter number 9 verse 57 to 62 run 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 now it happened as they journeyed on the road someone said to him Lord what did he say to Jesus I will follow you wherever you go I, I mean it doesn't that sound wonderful Lord use me for your glory anywhere you go Lord I will go with you isn't that wonderful but God only sees the hearts he doesn't hear your words the hearts now Jesus now told him and said ah bros foxes have holes birds have nests we, we have no beauty no we don't have a place we stay anywhere we get to and it's dark we lay down ah that guy said, I, can't, I don't want to live that kind of life why convenience matters to me oh man it's got it's got to be convenient or nothing whatever you know oh no convenience matters to him haven't you noticed that the moment jesus said it what did he do did he say ah, jesus forget it i will still follow you you don't have a place to stay all right lord another day we'll continue the story from here Oh no. Oh, see, if God is good because of what He gives, you're not in a relationship yet. In other words, if your wife is you're in love with your wife because she obeys you, you're not yet in a relationship yet. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are nice when he's nice, or she's nice when you're nice. Uh-uh. Romans 5 8. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. While we are yet sinners, He died for us. Relationship is see. It doesn't matter what you when you see that you see, men, it takes a man a while to fall in love. When we get married, we are beginning to like. Love. No, I'm, I'm serious. We just like from there. Our takeoff is like. <laughs> We, we gravitate towards love eventually alright and that's why a, a, a man kind of appreciates his wife more as he gets older as he gets older the same ones alright oh yeah some are God bless them but a woman can, when she falls in love with you she falls in love with from the world so during our wedding I was checking our, our, our video it was my wife that was in love as far as I'm concerned, let's get this over with. I've been waiting. <laughs> get, uh, be honest, I knew this was God's purpose for my life, and that was a major drive. Oh, yeah, you like her because then, early days, oh, she would do so. Even when she greets me, good morning. Hey, why? Why are you greeting me? <laughs> Cranky, silly. Do you understand? <laughs> Trying to be nice. Just <laughs> Start manifesting. This guy did not say, Lord, forget about house. When a woman loves you, even when she knows you are lying, she will still follow you. I don't understand that about sisters. It's a revelation. Oh, God has not designed. <laughs> there is this lady. This guy toasted her and he says, Oh, my father owns that place. The guy lives in the boys' quarters. He's a distant cousin they brought from the village to be helping the man. Lives in the boys' quarters. Ah, oh, he said his father owns this place. The girl knows he lives in the boys' quarters. 
but she likes him. Even with the lie, uh, she still loves him. Will she buy you? Will he buy you anything? Oh no, just in love. Will he do anything? Oh no, just in love. Others can follow. These guys said Jesus, this 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 the type of Jesus like some of us came to Jesus with an assurance that all oh, life will be good. Excuse me, that's not the gospel of Jesus. We don't come to him for what he gives us. We come, we come to him for what he had given us. What did he give us? His life. Not what he will give. Inside of his life is the total liberty that frees me from Satan's grip. Total liberty that frees me from sickness. Total liberty that assures me of a beautiful tomorrow. Let's move on. So number one is convenience. Haven't you noticed that those of your sons that are on fire for Jesus in Nigeria, we are, you must do for God to get convenience. <laughs> but they step into convenience here. Yeah. Their is not taking light. Everything is walking. You get to the road. You can tell somebody I will meet you in five minutes. You meet them in five minutes. Next thing is, come for an activity. This brother, Monday, Tuesday, at least three vigils in a week. But the moment he steps into Canada, they will say it's the weather. You lie. It's not weather. You were serving Jesus for a reason of convenience. Now that convenience has come, you walk away. Some of you, you reason well, ladies and gentlemen. This same you that is looking at me now, you've sat with the Lord before, knelt on, went on your knees, just worship God for two hours, non-stop. What has happened to you? But now the two hours is before TV, and you watch episode one, two, three, four, five, six, same sitting, one sitting. And yet, let's come and clean church on Sunday, Pastor. Some of you will even be asking for money. I get angry. You, you, that your visa we had to fast for 40 days, 40 nights. You are not the one coming here asking God for money to do something in God's house. To clean, you're asking God for money. I told God, Lord, let me revoke some visas. <laughs> or oh, you think because you have PR, they can't cancel it. This same you. The day you went to the embassy, you did it for three days and three nights. Now, anytime they call for um, fasting, <clears throat> your voice has changed. Pastor, you know, this kind of thing, God is not hard. You, God is not hard. Why has convenience removed you from the place of being a disciple? You see, the one that really vexes me, God has to forgive me, I think I've sinned. Because I'm really angry. The way you disrespect your leaders, very annoying. Why? You're in a place where you know it's laser fair. Laser fair. Sometimes I ask God, Lord, allow me to slap some people, they will have concussion. Come and sweep the church. Things you started with, the very things that made you great. Brethren, serve the Lord with gladness. 
serve the Lord You know why God cannot trust a lot of us with power? He does not have ownership control. If God had rested his power on me early before I surrendered my will to him, Bola will have died. My wife. Yes. Because the time you are angry and you said, Oh, then he says stupid stuff. He's done. So why God cannot anoint you yet is because you are still in charge. If he gives you power when you are in charge, he will kill you, kill everyone around you. But before he will entrust you with power, he needs your will, sir. You want power? You want anointing? Give me your will. Your ability to choose and decide. God, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a plan. But ladies and gentlemen, don't forget when there is a conflict between equity and common law, equity prevails. Whenever God's will shows up, you almost surrender. It must disappear. A songwriter says, when I look into your holiness, when I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround me becomes what? Shadow in the light of you. When you surrender your will to him, everything becomes shadow. Brethren, stand in liberty. How can you stand? Give up your will to God. One young man came, met me in one of Leave It Loud. I said, Pastor, I am having problems and blah, 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 blah. And all that came to my heart to tell him. He said, go, your, your pastor has a lawn. The lawn is big. Go and tell him to cut down the lawn. Sorry, you go and go, go cut down his lawn. And he went, oh, if only for what he needed from God. Did the lawn. He said, the day he finished the lawn, it took him about two or three days. Helped. He even went for that, cleaned his car, blah, blah, blah. Because God wanted to teach him. I know what you need, but you are not engaging in service. Like the man of God said yesterday, service will get you where prayers cannot get you to. 2003, Wainham Anatole Hotel, downtown Dallas, Texas. Flew from Nigeria to come and attend North American Convention. We sat down and you know, we're all waiting for Daddy Gio to show up, lead us in prayer. This was in the pastor's minister's room, and conference was going on downstairs in the hall. All of us were in dangerous suits. Suits were sending suits on assignment. Jehovah. All, all designers were represented in that room. Ferragamo, Black, all of them. Suits. And I also came loaded. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I never used to care what I wear. One of my pastors came and said, Pastor, you will not go there to disgrace us. I packed my t shirts and my jeans. Oh, yeah, that was what I was coming with. <laughs> I don't care. I look all this money now is bother causing me this affliction. <laughs> don't give me food. <laughs> we got there. While we're waiting before daddy came in, the lady, one of the organizers, came up, Ms. Akikoi, and she was frantic. She was upset. Now, this was the first time that the attendees were going to be fed ever in North America that year. Now, because you can't bring food into the hotel, they gave us a, a, a car park not too far from the hotel. This was downtown. 
they had a car park where we could go administer food to people pack up and clean up there and people can return now they there was no kitchen around so they had to rent a kitchen almost like 10 a few miles away so we had to um haul the food from the kitchen to the car park the guys who had volunteered to drive the food van disappeared everybody wanted to be close to daddy Gio. so they two went to wear their suits and she was upset how will i do what will i do so i said ma how many people do you need she said two i volunteered i said please look for one more person i went straight to my room upstairs changed out of my suits wore my jeans finally thank god and my t-shirt for three i did i didn't enter the hall once for three days that the convention ran i was driving jollof rice if i move close to you you'll be full <laughs> I was jollof rice. I will pack jollof rice, come feed, distribute that whatever, clear the place, along with another one, one other brother that helped, and that was what I did for three days. And afterwards, Daddy now prayed that everyone behind the scene who made this happen, Lord, what others will beg for, let them have more than enough. <laughs> and everybody said amen amen will not give it to you <laughs> it's your service that amen will not shout amen <laughs> shout amen he won't give it to you there are some accesses I have in the US that those that have been living there in 25 years cannot have the land you serve will open up to you convenience next one jesus said you follow me that was the second person jesus said i said sir let me go and bury my dead down is inheritance my time is flying you find the three there let me tell you now what you need to do exodus and chapter number three bro you are not playing what i told you to play i suspected you when i saw your glasses <laughs> <laughs> you are highly lifted up. Oh, so I need some strings. Yeah, thank you. Isn't he handsome? <laughs> Touch not my anointed. Huh? Exodus 3 1. In that um, look, the first one is in is convenience. Number two is inheritance. Thank you, Mama. Ah, deep. Inheritance. Alright. Number three is people. The other one said, Let me go and bid them farewell, and I will follow you. Okay, some of especially young adults. Some of you, because you are so impressionable, what your friends think about you, blah, 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 blah. Your friends will die. You too, you will die. Two of you, not, not Elio, you will be old. No, very far. Don't worry. Don't be afraid of that. And because of them now, you are not serving Jesus in the days of your youth. Ay, 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 ay. 
when I was in school, schooled in same school uh, His Excellency went to. My school, you will be a rascal, but you'll be a brilliant rascal. You'll be brilliant, no doubt. But you have other deposits and graces that only that school can give. I got born again. Those days was we used to call it leads. You go MG girls, and here your girls, blah 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 blah. Till today, I had not been to any leads before. I never even been to a disco party before. Till now, I will never be till I see Jesus. Okay, I got born again when I was fifteen, and all my friends will laugh at me. They sit down talking about, oh, that party was bad. This MG girl, blah, this this Ola girl, blah 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 blah. I'll be listening to them, eh? At the end of the day, <laughs> one day now, one day, oh, Sindaman go die in the coffee, they come back. Guess what? They will all go to their dogs and blah, blah, blah. Make mockery of me. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Do I even know what it means to talk that? Make mockery of me at night when demons slap them. Some of them will wake up with marks on their back. <laughs> they beat them in the sleep. Real mark. Some of them say, we see it's her baby bush or bush baby or whatever. All sorts. All sorts. They will now sneak and come and meet me. <laughs> Short man, please pray for me. <laughs> pray for me, pray for me. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. I'll say, I oh, know. Go and meet the girl. <laughs> go and meet the girl. I'll pray for you. A lot of them are coming to Christ now and they are regretting why didn't they serve Jesus early. If anybody should shake this church, it's you guys. I'm serious. If anything that is, if there is any form of incompletion, you guys should fill it up. The kind of energy, strength, and grace that you have now, 10, 20 years, you, you won't have it anymore. Let's read. Moses was turning the And he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Verse 2. And the angel of the Lord in a flame of fire from the midst. So verse number 3, please. Now, go ahead, read, read, read. I will now turn aside and see this. Why the bush? Now, please, can you explain? Go back to verse 3. Can you can you take out the word now and can you read without the word now please want to read i will take turn aside is the sentence correct yes so what role does the word now play in that sentence let me tell you three possibilities three possibilities could mean that was not the first time you saw it Or he did not respond to it immediately, he saw it. He took a time to think about it, process it, then made up his mind. But there was some that now represents time. There was some lapse of time. It wasn't the first, it wasn't, oh, he saw it, I will go. Because he needed to think about there are consequences to approaching. What did he lead to the backside of the desert? What did he leave there? His flock flock is sheep if one of them decide uh, decides to go one way every other one will follow 
So he knew that leaving the flock to go attend to this could have some economic consequences. My livelihood will go. This flock will leave. So he had to process. There was a choice, as it were, a struggle. Do I stay with this? Do I respond to this? Do I stay with this? And guess what, people? Who got to the mountain first? God or Moses? God. Excuse me, all the while, did God speak to Moses? While he was trying to decide, did, God, did he hear God? Those of you that are not in fellowship with God, who now wants to hear from God who you will marry? You won't. Eventually, he turned aside. Made the right choice. Now, tonight, you are going to, rather, I'm used to preaching in the evenings. This afternoon, you are faced with a decision. Is it going to just, there's perfect liberty, people. Oh, perfect liberty. Let me show you what God, Jesus has made you from this story. Verse 4, please, quickly. Thank you, sir. I'll see you. So when the Lord saw, <laughs> yeah, woo, I love my Bible. When God had been there, sir, God was waiting for his own action before he moved. He says, draw near unto me and I will. The onus is on you to make, take the initiative. Take the first step. Lord, not anymore. I'm not going to allow convenience. He wrought my fellowship. I will sacrifice. I will still fast. I will still pray. I will still go after souls. I will still labor and walk. Ladies and gentlemen, walk for God. When God saw that he had done his own part, God now showed up. Poke your neighbor and say, do your part. God now said, if you really, this has 40 years have passed, man. If you now really want to move to the next level, how many of you want to experience the next level in God? Come on, wave your hand. If you really want the next level, I can't take you there until you hand me something. And he now said, verse number five, God now spoke to him and he said, here I am. You will hear him clearly. Then he said, don't draw near here. Where you are standing, take your sandal. I love my Bible. I love my Bible. Take your sandal out of your feet. Off your foot rather. Forgive my English. Because where you are standing, some people mean that this day we should not wear shoes to church. Oh no. After he took off his whatever shoe, God now began to speak. I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Look at what God said. Keep going please. Say, moreover, and we gotta keep going next verse. I have surely look at God here. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know for I know their sorrows. Keep going. So I have done what? Come, I have done what? Come down. Isn't that glad? Very glad me. God has now come down to come and freeze people. Now keep going, verse number nine. <laughs> God has heard the prayers, so he has come down. But you notice verse number 10. <laughs> Woo, Lord Jesus. Brother, God has come down, but God cannot go to Pharaoh. 
God has come down, but God cannot go to. Why? It doesn't deal with darkness. It does not deal with darkness. So he now comes. Moses, receive power. <laughs> I have come down. You now, I have come down to deliver my people. How am I going to do it? You are going to go to Pharaoh. Why? I can't go to Pharaoh. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh. That my people. Now, God wanted you. In other words, God wants to use you for greatness. Places he wants to change. He can't go there by design. So you will need people who will volunteer their will. And say, Lord, have me, take me like Isaiah. Um, uh, if you need anybody to send, here am I, Lord. Send me. And God says, fine. Remove your slippers. Take off your slippers. What does that mean? Ruth chapter number 4, verse 6 and 7. Mighty God, lay you on, lifted up, awesome God, oh Lord, you are lifted up, hello party coming mighty God. You know the story of Ruth and Boaz. Ruth came back. Boaz was like me, rich, handsome man. If you are not, if you don't, you don't agree with me, please go to Specsavers. You need to check your eyes. And Ruth was interested in marrying, sorry, Boaz was interested in marrying Ruth. But the law says there must be, it must be to the nest of king. Come again, my brother. Please, any sister to the volunteer for me here. So that, hey, please come, you are volunteer. You volunteer though. Yeah, are witnesses of this thing. She volunteered. God bless you. Come, come. Let's come. Is what conference? What conference is for you to enter another realm of understanding? Huh? So she is Ruth. Huh? It's not, don't worry, you no, your husband can't die. I don't and Jesus came from the lineage of Ruth. Isn't that wonderful? And Jesus is coming. This is the other guy who is the nest of king. And you know who I am, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm humble. I don't like mentioning things like that. But you know, I live in the United States now, so we change it from Boaz to Bozi. So next time you call me, say Bozi. Hallelujah. Now, here is this guy. He's the nest of king. This scripture. All right. He's the only one who asks. What's your name? Eniolua. Now give the full version. <laughs> now, any any right? Any is the only one that can marry Ruth. I hope he's not been trusting God for you, so that I don't make mistakes here. Huh? <laughs> All right. Please, camera. This is just illustration. <laughs> I didn't start interpreting. Done purely illustration, right? So he's the only one that can marry Ruth. I am the one interested in her. So according to the law, next of king, only any can marry Ruth. 
Now, the Bible says, according to the custom, if any is not interested, to give up his rights to her, he has to take off his shoe. Alright? Bible says, and the close lady said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my rights of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Verse 7, quickly. Now, this is the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. In other words, to redeem and exchange. To confirm anything, one man took off his sandal and gave it to the other, and it was a confirmation in Israel. So, for him to hand over his rights, he takes off his shoes, hand them over to me as a symbol of handing over his rights. Now, that I think, I suppose, that's where the Englishman got the cliche from, stepping into someone's shoes. So, I take his shoe and we swap position. Because giving me his shoes now gives me legal rights to be him. Did you get that? I am not Boaz anymore. I am Boaz that has now become any. For only any has a right to her. Are you still with me? So when God told Moses, Moses, hand over your shoe. God and Moses swapped positions. God became Moses. Moses took on the ability of God. God assumes Moses' weaknesses. And Moses assumes God's ability. After the exchange was finished, God now said, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. You can now go to Pharaoh. Anything you say in front of Pharaoh. Why? He surrendered his rights. As long as he's not Lord, Satan will still come and poke you. Stand, let's pray. Thank you so much, God bless you. God bless you. Say, oh, you have no right to talk to me like that. You have no right to tell me what to do. You have no right. Oh, that exchange. If indeed you arrest me, PK, I went my way 2,000 years ago. When the devil shows up, I say, bros, I need, you are 2,000 years late. You are over 2,000 years late. Two times my wife had collapsed. One time she died. In fact, one was just last year. And they went, they wanted to call 911. 911, where? I took her to the bedroom. So I sat her down. I began to, I opened scripture. I began to discuss with her. Pause was gone. So I said, Bola, the thing we said we are going to do. <laughs> um, have you gotten some things ready? I did that intentionally. Then I began to just, I didn't pray. Then the next thing is, suddenly her eyes opened. Where am I? I said, You're in your house. Oh, you are in your house. When the when they are, by the kids are going to call 911, when they, when they showed up, the responders they checked all the vitals. Everything was perfect, nothing wrong. They were wondering what could be the matter. I said, I know the matter. You don't understand. Satan, the Bible says he will always come. You him, you resist steadfastly in faith. Why some of us are gone prematurely? was because there was nobody in the house whose will was already gone.
and the one who has surrendered their will, they didn't know what to do. Brother, this Christian work is not cheap. You are dying because somebody said, Oh, you won't be promoted. Who gave back to who? Let me get on my knees and let's come and discuss it tomorrow. And that's for all of us. No one, there's no champion in the Christian faith. We have leaders, we don't have champions. We only have one champion, his name is the Holy Ghost. accepted time. Now is another opportunity. This is not the first time you've heard this. But you could respond to God in two minutes. Please go ahead and respond to him. <laughs>